Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome to 1111 Talk Radio. It is a pleasure to be with you again this week, and we're going to dive into a different kind of topic today. We've been doing a lot around the afterlife and uh, different areas of, of science and spirituality when it comes to where we go from here. But today, we're talking about the origin, where we came from, why we're here, where we're meant to go. There are a lot of thoughts and theories around this type of thing, and there's so many different origin stories from many different cultures and uh, religions and myths. But what if they all converged into one? Today, we're going to be talking to Betsy Poole, who's a narrator, writer, producer, and director. And she wants to invite you into the story room, located in the heart of Damanur, renowned spiritual eco-community in northern Italy. Damanur is a laboratory for social, environmental, and spiritual research, best known for the construction of the globally celebrated temples of humankind. The United Nations has recognized Damanur as a model for a sustainable future, and Betsy is an initiate in the Damanurian Spiritual School, founded by Falco Terasako. He said, a dream becomes reality when enough people are able to see themselves reflected in that dream to know that it cannot be accomplished without them. Uh, love to introduce Betsy Poole to 1111 Talk Radio listeners. Welcome, Betsy. It is great to have you here. Thank you. It's really such a pleasure to join you today. This is an, a conversation that to some is going to feel like science fiction. It might feel far out. To others, it might be a revelation of a knowing that they've somehow known that they've had inside and what I often find out is when we come to things like mystery and wanting to know some of the deepest uh, concepts of the universe, there's a side of us that wants to believe what is unfathomable. And then there's a side of us that is terrified of knowing anything <laughs> that, that really wants to stay away from anything that seems like it's too far for the mind to reach. And so I'd like for you to frame kind of how individuals can hear this conversation in a way that feels safe but yet expansive in terms of the possibilities of, of how they can view the origin story. Well, I think you've actually inf- have already framed it quite nicely. Um, when I present the story room, what I often say to people is to actually shut your minds out and listen with your hearts. And this story, um, while fragmented throughout the esoteric archives of Dominor, for me, when I first began to get pieces of it, had a resonance that felt like a deep truth. Now, for many people, because this story is so broad and encompasses life beyond our beautiful planet, it can feel and sound like science fiction. So I invite those people to encounter this in the same way they would would popular culture like Star Wars or other science fiction. And for others, this is going to have a resonance on a diverse level. Um, I had the pleasure of at a certain point hosting Gene Houston, renowned human potential movement leader 
in the story room. And at the end of it, she said to me, Betsy, I, I really believe this could well be the core mythology of humanity representing global culture that my dear friend Joseph Campbell had predicted the emergence of. And here's the issue with it. It's beyond the worldview of probably 95% of the people on the planet right now. So you now need to connect with scientists, physicists, and cosmologists who are really working on the cutting edge of their field. They will find resonance in this. And so that's very much what happened in the intervening years. I began to actually interview some of the world's leading physicists and cosmologists. And within the context of this story, they found a deep resonance. So there are two sides. There's the scientific, and then there's also the science fiction. And you're invited to encounter this with whichever of those paths feels the most resonant for you. Now, you gathered together in a room to present this story myth to quite a few people. Jean Houston, who you mentioned, Charles Eisenstein was in the room, Kathleen Gowan, many different people that were able to experience you sharing uh, the story and the mythology of humanity's origin. What were some of the uh, insights that came from that collective group of people that might be essential right now as we begin to describe some of what you're talking about? Well, I think universally, with the exception of, I, I think I've only had, in the, in, the, in the course of this, only two people ran screaming from the story room because it was so, so far out for them. But in general, the reaction I had from people was that they found their worldview profoundly shifted and they found that this story gave context for many other fragmented pieces of history that they had encountered in their lives. Um, Charles felt a resonance with this to the point that when we actually premiered the story of everything for the first time to the public on April 21st of last year, he in fact hosted that first screening and we hosted it with his new and ancient story community. So our desire was for it to have a sort of soft landing with people who were open to having their worldview expanded. Um, so the, the um, Kathleen McGowan, in her time here, she was extremely excited by encountering this. And as you know, Philip Coppins, her husband who tragically passed away, was one of the initiators of the Ancient Aliens series. And she said to me, Betsy, what you've put up on those story walls gives context to so much of the content that we've actually broadcast throughout the years. Well, I think that's, that's a great point to start with because there is a fascination with aliens. There's a fascination with, uh, you know, is there life elsewhere? And we look at life, at time and life in a very linear fashion as if we're going from one end of a spectrum to another. And, and through the story of everything, uh, the film, which you do have on YouTube free of charge for individuals where they can look that up. So you can look up the story of everything on YouTube and also her Patreon 
uh, to create the second and third films. The first film is up there. Um, but you talk a little bit about how time or how this story is not logical or linear. And so how do we move now from this idea of, oh my goodness, there might be life on other planets and this is where they exist and go from that fascination of the, them being the other to realizing we're talking about ourselves. This whole story involves us and we too are the aliens on this planet. We too are the other beings that are part of this story of everything that has come into, uh, into view through your, through your work. Right. Well, when we speak about humanity from the context of our school of thought, we're speaking about what I would essentially characterize as the soul force of humanity or this divine aspect, this divine principle. And from our perspective, that divine principle exists not only just within earthbound humanity, but also without within many of the evolved species throughout the galaxy. So part of what we're looking at and identifying in this story are some of the original settlements on planet Earth, which stretch way beyond what our history books or even the archaeological and fossil record would support. And we speak about the absence of this from the fossil record by explaining this aspect of a fragmentation in the space-time continuum that happened as the result of some very pejorative events that struck this planet many, many, many millennia ago. And in fact, disconnected what we would refer to as timelines. So this, um, this steps into an aspect of physics where we look at the world as a holographic, holographic construction. And so if we're looking at a holographic construction, we would look at the smallest piece of anything, not as an atom or a quark or any of what we would identify from physics, but we look at the smallest piece of anything as information. So it's information vibrating at diverse frequencies to then create reality. So when we speak about a fragmentation in the timeline, what we're saying is that there's not the possibility for the information, whatever that might be, in terms of the relics from ancient civilization. There's not the possibility for that information to make it across the chasm in a fragmented timeline. So I've heard you talk about this work and and also possibly the Domino community as being a bit of a mystery school. And is it because there's not that portion of the timeline and we are in the discovery while we're in, in the remembering of all of this? Uh, or what do you mean by the mystery school of this? So Dominor is, in fact, the, the sort of glue that holds this community together is an initiatic path which we call the school of meta-action. So meditation being one concept, meta-action being meditation in action. And so that result in our community has been an extraordinary underground temple that's dedicated to the history of humanity. 
and history of humanity really throughout the ages. Um, so, th- you know, this is, yes, a mystery school in the ancient sense of being an initiatic path where you step onto a spiritual journey that's very individual and personal, but you do it within the context of a collective that's on that path as a collective. And as you move through the story of everything, you talk about it being a set of transmissions that are coming through. What do you mean by that, a set of transmissions, and where are they coming from? So this story was conveyed by the spiritual founder of our community, who was a man by the name of Oberta Oraudi, and in the tradition of Dominor took both the animal and plant names of Falco Terrasico, Terrasico meaning dandelion, which is the kind of thematic symbol of Dominor. And in, the, um, in this context of his teaching this community, he would conduct once a week what were known as serratas or evenings, where he would teach. And he would teach different aspects of the story of humanity. And it would come piecemeal. So, for example, in the 80s, he taught a course on ancient civilization, not ancient civilization in terms of Greek and Roman, but even more ancient, looking back to galactic settlements on this planet. So these teachings that he was delivering were transmissions of ancient information that has been not just available through someone like Falco, but many spiritual teachers over the centuries have brought this information to their 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 people, their followers. Um, so uh, you know, when I speak about Falco, Falco was a very traditional Piemontese man, but he was also hosting this aspect of what I would call an avatar or a being that had the parameters of his existence beyond that of the conventional human man. So he had access to knowledge that he was transmitting over the course of time to us. And as he uh, as he led this spiritual community, um, talk a little bit about the community. I think it's, it was about 600 people that created this community. And, and what was their purpose? Uh, the UN has said that this is a model community for uh, for the future. In, in what way? How, how was it that it was such a model for our sustainable future? So Falco had a collective of followers earlier in his life. And he said to them, in order to really do the kind of esoteric work that we want to do, we have to commit to living together. Because it's in the living together and actually brushing up against one another that the spiritual growth will take place that will allow us to access deeper realms leading toward enlightenment. And so the initial founders of the community numbered 12 individuals. And together they set off searching around the world to find a point where what they spoke of as synchronic lines, synchronic lines not being ley lines or um, meridians, 
but the synchronic lines being the channels of energy on which thought travels, dreams travel, we incarnate and disincarnate on synchronic lines. So these are really channels that carry vital energy, life force. And they found, to their surprise, that one of the most important points in terms of the synchronic lines, and this is after searching the entire world, literally, was 40 minutes above Turin, where most of them were from. And in this spot, there's a confluence of four synchronic lines. So it's a really a knot of energy that's quite important. So the community was established here, and it was established really to be a laboratory for social, environmental, and spiritual research. It was very much an esoteric community from the beginning and began to be identified as an eco-community later in its history. Betsy and her family became the first American family in Dominoor in 2009 as an award-winning screenwriter with an extensive production background in Broadway theater, film, and television. Betsy became the head of Integrated Media Strategy, strategy for Dominoor shortly after arriving there. During her work with the community, she discovered that fragmented throughout Dominoor's esoteric archive was a cohesive ancient history of humanity that is not reflected in the history books. Betsy Poole's mission was to reassemble this history into a mythological narrative that could be shared as a catalyst for the world. A physical story room was constructed, and for a decade, she painstakingly pieced together this history from 40 years of Falco's teachings, combined with interviews of Dominurians with whom he had entrusted parts of the story. Her film, The Story of Everything, now brings the oral transmission of this remarkable narrative to the world. And you can see this first uh, segment of this series of films on YouTube free of charge. Just go to The Story of Everything. And um, also support the creation of the next two films by clicking on the link below the YouTube video for her Patreon. You can find out more about Betsy Poole at wake-up.media. That's wake-up.media. That link is also in the bio description on the show page. We'll be right back after these messages with more of Betsy Poole and the story of everything. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships? 
more empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose, the 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. 1111 Talk Radio is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with one in under 48 hours, and there's a broad range of expertise available that may not be locally available in your areas. BetterHelp is committed to helping you find happiness. They're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Now, this is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online, and there's a broad range of expertise available. The service is available also for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account at any time and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room or leave the comfort of your home. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash 11. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash 11. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So go ahead and start today and you can join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. I also want to tell you something that I'm doing uh, starting this year to better my own health. I have our next partner who is Athletic Greens, and I absolutely love their products. I've been taking them now for about three weeks, and it's been life-changing for me. Um, I wanted to achieve an easier lifestyle and have some things that really got the full intake of multivitamins that I wanted that were high quality ingredients that my body would absorb. And I've started taking it first thing in the morning. It's easy to to create and consume. I put a scoop of my powder into the water and I drink it right up so that it lines my gut and I'm able to absorb all the ingredients and vitamins and minerals from my other foods that I take throughout the day. 
I've been on it again for about three weeks, and I love it. Um, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It actually has a really nice, mild, tropical taste, and I look forward to it every morning. So there's 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in it to help you start your day right. And this special blend of ingredients supports gut health your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. All the things that I was looking for in a product for myself. And I couldn't be more pleased with how it's been working. This will cost you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, so it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance it's recommended by professional athletes. It's trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. And it is climate neutral certified. And so it's a really amazing company. They've got a great story. It was created by a founder who was having his own gut health issues and had a complicated supplement routine that was costing him about $100 a day. So he created this to really support others in getting everything they needed in one foul swoop and also lessening the amount that they would have to pay for all those additional supplements. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially in the flu and cold season that we're having. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash 11. Spell out the word 11. Athleticgreens.com forward slash 11. And take ownership of your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You can do what I'm doing and let me know how it works out for you. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash 11 to get your free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. From childhood, Betsy Poole had contact with non-terrestrial intelligence, which silenced when she entered adulthood. After Falco's death, at a dark point in the story room assembly, Betty was ready to abandon the mission. She attended a business media residency in Ronda, Spain, to start a new project. There, a man previously unknown to her channeled a five-page message from the non-terrestrial intelligence of her childhood introducing him as her ally in the mission. From that point, Edgar joined Betsy as her partner in the realization of the work to bring the story room to the world. Again, you can find out more about Betsy Poole at wake-up.media. That's wake-up.media. And definitely go to YouTube and watch this free of charge. It's called The Story of Everything. Uh, welcome back, Betsy. We were talking a bit about Dominor, getting into the history of and, and understanding of what this community was and what led to you now then creating the story room. And you call this, uh, you, call, you say it calls to a, a group soul and that this is a, a group of storytellers. Talk a little bit about what that means because storyteller is thrown a lot around now and it's it's used in marketing. It's it's kind of a way of the world now in terms of social media and all of these things. And so what is the distinction here for this storyteller type of group and how does that relate to the group soul? Well, I think that this concept of storyteller around this particular project um, has 
a, a sort of special a special history. And I, I'll use, for example, my first meeting when I first met Charles Eisenstein. And Charles was one of the keynote speakers and myself and another member of our community with Barbara Marks Hubbard were the other keynote speakers at event, an event in Virginia called Building the New World Conference. And at the time, I didn't know who Charles was. And we were at lunch, and this man entered the room, and I was compelled to walk over to him. And I said to him, are you a storyteller? And he sort of laughed because, of course, anyone who knows who Charles Eisenstein is knows he's quite a famous storyteller. And he laughed. He said, well, yes, I am. And I was compelled out of nowhere to then say to him, have you come from the future as well? And he took two steps back and he said to me, oh, my gosh, I know how I'm going to actually introduce my talk this afternoon. And in that talk, what he shared was a story that for many years I had shared with others. And the story was that there was a group of us who had come from a distant point in the future. And it was a point in the future where there had been a very positive outcome on this planet. And the group of us are asked to come back to this very particular time in the history of humanity in order to work to catalyze a shift that could lead to this better outcome. And for each of us, when we made this agreement to come back to this time and we entered this reality and incarnated again, it became very foggy. And we didn't remember why we were here or what our missions were. But then gradually the fog started to clear and we started to find one another again. So this was a story that I had told for many years and suddenly I heard Charles telling the same story. And what I realized was this, this otherness that I had felt all of my life as a result of feeling that I had come from a different point and often feeling that what I was encountering was very archaic on this planet, that it wasn't just a story, that it was something that was reflected by many others on the planet. So those are the storytellers that this call that we put out to storytellers was directed at. And lo and behold, these people started contacting me out of the blue. And it was people like Charles, like Kathleen McGowan, Paul Selig, um, many famous figures from today, asking to come to visit Dominor. And the group that I channel and work with, who are a group of disincarnate guides, said to me, you'll know when 12 people contact you that it's time to create an incubator around the story room. And that's what began to happen. I would be contacted and these people would arrange to come here on the same dates. And so over the course of time, I organized two of these incubators 
where I had this core team of storytellers, and our mission was to try to understand how to take this very complex mythology and make it accessible for a broader public, a broader audience. With where we are today, Betsy, and with everything that we have encountered, especially in the last couple of years, what what do we do <clears throat> with the information that you're presenting? How does that relate to today? And how does it relate to where we're going in the future? So what I'm going to share with you will feel like science fiction to many. But what I believe is that this mythology, this story was meant to come out now in preparation for what we're going to be encountering perhaps even within the next few months, but certainly within the next few years. And that is the contact from more evolved species from coming from, we would call them aliens, but coming from other worlds who are going to be actually coming back into contact with earthbound humanity. So this broader mythology is being conveyed now in preparation so that we have a context for something that based on our traditional mythologies would not have any sense and could bring a great deal of fear. And so as you as someone goes through the story of everything, the movie that you have for free on YouTube for people to enjoy and then to participate in the funding of the second two parts, uh, you go back in time, you go far, far back, and you talk about how our origin is based on uh, different laws converging and, and how that mix of different laws creates eventually what becomes humanity, that we are, we are created by the Atlanteans in the end as a technology. Go back and, and talk a little bit about how some of these laws, especially the law of synchronicity, you brought that one up earlier, how these different laws uh, allowed form to come in. So from the perspective of our school of thought, we look at the creation of universes as happening when primeval laws that are running through what we call the real. So the real from the context of modern physics would be the cosmic plenum where all information exists. So within the context of all of this information, there are primeval laws and primal intelligences. So universes, we say, are created when these primeval laws come into contact with one another and are fundamentally changed by their contact. So we define from our school of esoteric physics the world of form, this very solid world that we live in, as having been created by the intersection of eight of these primeval laws. And then once that universe was created, it wanted to be explored by the primeval intelligences that were in the cosmic plenum. And so when we speak about humanity, we're actually speaking about what we call the fourth 
of these primeval intelligences that enters the world of form and fragments into everything. So essentially divinizing matter. And from there, the evolution of evolved species begins to take place over many, many millions of years. And you go into the origin of duality, and and I think that that helps to explain a bit of why we experience the push and pull and the friction that we see in the world uh, in terms of, I guess what we would call it as dark and light, or uh, some people would say positive and negative poles, but it really is part of this convergence of the laws, and specifically that final law of complexity really allowing that multiplicity to to move beyond that that original point. Well, so when we look at these laws intersecting, they create what we call the world of form. So the world of form in its creation actually has an overlying objective just to be, not to evolve, not to change. And when this intelligence enters the world of form and divinizes everything, It's coming in with an absolute opposite objective. It comes in with the objective to evolve, to change, to become more complex. But in divinizing matter, also this principle of what we would call entropy rises up and becomes more and more evolved entities or beings. And these entities are carrying the overlying objective of the world of form, which is just to be, to remain in stasis, not to be creative, not to evolve. So they're really forces of entropy. And the forces of entropy carrying this opposite objective of what we would then call the soul force of humanity, which is carrying the original objective of the primeval divinity that entered the world of form in order to evolve and change and become more complex. So this gives us this idea of this duality, these beings who are representing entropy and these beings that are representing creativity and evolution. And at a certain point, they come into contact with one another. And the soul force of humanity is contaminated by the objectives of the forces of entropy. And this is where we begin to get the push and pull of the light and the dark within us, within the principle of the soul force of humanity. The story of everything is an oral storytelling of an alternative history of humanity that stretches far outside of the history books. For the past decade, Betsy Poole has been assembling this core mythology of humanity that was shared with the community of Dominor by spiritual founder Falco Turasaco, over 40 years of teaching. After spending many hours with Betsy in the story room in 2014, Jean Houston, a renowned leader in the human potential movement, shared that she believed the story represented on the story room walls may well be the core mythology of humanity 
representing global consciousness that her dear friend, famed mythologist Joseph Campbell, had predicted the eventual emergence of 40 years ago. Now with the release of the story of everything, the story room, and vast history of humanity can be experienced by anyone who desires. You can go to YouTube and look that up and see the movie for free. Uh, You can also support uh, their Patreon to be able to create the second two uh, portions of this, and you can go to their website, wake-up.media. That's wake-up.media. We'll be right back with more of Betsy Poole and the story of everything right after this. Do you want more more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. In the community of Dominor, Betsy created a physical story room in which this extraordinary nonlinear history of humanity is laid out, story point by story point. In the past, in order to experience the transmission of this mythology, one had to visit the physical story room. Hundreds of guests, including many famous authors, thought leaders, physicists, and indigenous elders, have traveled through the story room in the past decade. You can find out more about this and uh, watch Betsy Poole's narration in the 
film, The Story of Everything, which is on YouTube free of charge. You can also support the creation of the next two by going to their Patreon and donating. Their website is wake-up.media. That's wake-up.media. Betsy and uh, Edgar are founders of Wake Up, the Association for the Advancement of Consciousness, and as well as the Institute for Mythology of Humanity based in Dominor. Betsy also leads a team of international doTERRA wellness advocates who share the healing power of the plant world through the discovery of pure essential oils. Betsy, as we come back, um, I was really intrigued uh, through watching the film where you talk about um, empires and, and you call, call this earth or this kingdom and territory um, a time empire or a time creature. And that was fascinating to me. And it also was, I know it, it is kind of like fantastical as well as it makes sense of our world. You know? Right. <laughs> it right. makes yeah. sense why there is such a thing as past and present and future in time, because this is a time creature. Talk a little bit about the different empires or, or how you came to this point of, of understanding that we are, time creatures and that human beings in a, in a sense are time creatures as well. So this comes to look at time as a nonlinear structure and more like a kingdom, like the plant kingdom or the animal kingdom. So a kingdom where there are many paths through that kingdom and some of these paths may be in parallel but also, because it is a kingdom and not a linear structure, time is contiguous throughout that existing structure. And so, one of the great areas of research in Dominor has been around time and the structure of time. And one of the teachings that Falco brought us was this concept of what he called time empires. So a time empire would be a civilization that doesn't just occupy one geographic space in that time territory, but in fact might have conquered the technology of time. And so looking at, for example, the civilization of Atlantis, Atlantis existed in this period around 22 thousand to thirty eight thousand years ago but they also created time empires meaning that they would look at the earth and find points in the history of the earth where there was both geological stability as well as galactic stability and they might relocate a portion of their population back through time to a point that if we looked at it contiguously might be two million years ago. So the point in conventional time might be two million years ago, but it has a civilization that was actually seeded by a collective from 28,000 years ago. So it really starts to a bit mess with your mind in terms of what do we mean by time. And time empires would be the civilizations that have conquered the technology of time in order to establish themselves 
at diverse points on the timeline. Now, you also talk about human beings, in a sense, being a technology that was developed by the Atlanteans. Speak a little more to that. Well, it's not that human beings are a technology that was developed by the Atlanteans. Um, Human beings were not invented, so to speak. Uh, But I do speak about this aspect of human beings being time creatures, meaning that we're creatures that are actually immersed in time in a way that causes us to experience it in a certain direction, with a certain perception. So it's, it's more to do with how we relate to the flow of time than how we're composed, if that makes sense. Okay. And as far as all of this information, when we, when we come to know of the different laws through what you describe in the film and we come to, to realize how... Uh, duality became formed and then the different star empires and and the different like time creatures and the different races that come through all of that. What can we do with that information as we move into the future? A lot of people look at Earth and they look at all of the uh, things that are taking place here and whether we want to catastrophe what's going on or whether we want to say, no, we're headed towards a peaceful future because people are waking up what do we do with this information in moving forward? I think that part of what is critical in this story is the, the, the initial part of this film only takes us to the downfall of Atlantis. In the second and third portions of this story, we speak about what we call the separation of the planes and the creation of a new timeline. So if we were to look at humanity today From the perspective of our school of thought, we would say that humanity is currently living on a new timeline compared to a timeline that does exist where there's a more pejorative outcome for humanity. So what we can do as humanity on a day-to-day basis is to be conscious of our every quotidian choice, our every choice is either reinforcing this new timeline, which has a generative future for humanity, or by making choices that are not conscious, we move ourselves closer to the old timeline that has a pejorative outcome for humanity. So this is not about an individual journey. This is about a collective journey and a collective shift in consciousness that keeps us as humanity on this planet on a generative timeline moving toward a beautiful future rather than a dark future. Well, this is a lot of information for people to take in upon even just a first viewing of this film because for many it would be uh, really foreign material or it would seem, like you said, it could seem like science fiction. Uh, we get so focused into where we are in the moment that to span that far out in space and time can often seem unfathomable to the mind. So how would you propose individuals come to this material and what have you found in terms of individuals um, taking in this material? How are they best supported? I think um, I think when you take in this material, you you have to again, as I said, 
shut the mind off and just watch with an open heart and understand that you may be encountering content that doesn't have any context from your previous teachings or even spiritual path. Um, But if you actually feel that it's too far out for you, just listen to it as a story, as science fiction. Let it touch you. Listen to your, your gut, to your heart, and see if you feel there's resonance in this. If there's not, then let it go. It's not important. But if there is, then take that as a catalyst to start to look and explore further. And Betsy, what would you, um, would you like to make any requests in terms of, you know, if there are people that want to support uh, this movement and the films and being created or any other needs that you have um, in terms of creating this body of work, um, would you like to go ahead and take some time to express that? Um, the film that you'll see actually only takes us through a portion of the history It takes us up to the collapse of Atlantis. The second and third parts of the film bring us into the present day and carry very important information in terms of how we can encounter our current reality. We've actually funded the initial part of this movie completely out of pocket, and we find ourselves at a point where we don't have the financial resources to complete the post-production on the second and third parts of the film. And in order to support that, there are two methods. We've created a Patreon campaign where we're requesting patron support for the creation of those two parts. And the second way is I put out a call to the universe asking for a way to financially sustain my work. And what came back to me was the opportunity to work with this company called doTERRA, the essential oil company. And so I have subsequently been working with and have built a global team of wellness advocates who are working to share the healing power of the plant world. And so I'm always open to supporting and training people who are interested in working with us on that level And the resources from that, in turn, feed back into the work that I'm doing with the story room and the conveyance of this history of humanity. Beautiful. I'd like to invite everyone to go to YouTube and watch the story of everything, and then also to go to the Patreon to support the other two films in being created. Uh, Betsy Poole wants to invite you there to to learn and recognize uh, this beautiful history and story that is in the process. You can go to wake-up-media to find out more about them. Thank you, Betsy, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. It's been a pleasure to have you here and to share this wonderful story of everything with everyone. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Zimron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living 
here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.